0: You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, sauté some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some rice, And it is an amazing dinner. Hey, it's Shauna, you're listening to Everyone's Talking Money, and in this episode, we're talking plant-based eating on a budget with Tony Akimoto. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Welcome back to the show. So good to have you here. If you're new here, welcome. I'm Shawna Game. I am one of the leading money experts who is here to help you unfuck your relationship with money by combining all the mindset tricks and action steps you need to just stress less and achieve more. And I'm here three days a week to bring you some great conversations and loads of tools for your money kit. Now, if you know anything about me, you know I love to eat, I also love to cook. But I love to eat foods that make my body feel really good. And I have been exploring recently the world of plant-based eating. But let's be real, though. Eating healthy can be a super expensive endeavor these days. Have you been to the grocery store recently? I mean, everything is just so expensive. But that is where the magic of plant-based eating really comes in. And Tony is the expert. She's the expert expert on all things plant-based eating. In fact, she's built an entire career teaching you how to eat plant-based on a budget. And she is going to be dishing up some really delicious recipes in her new cookbook, Plant-Based on a Budget: Quick and Easy. So if you're curious like I am, stay tuned because Tony is sharing all of her secrets to eating healthy on a budget some really awesome grocery store shopping hacks to save money, and loads of recipes that are just fast, easy, delicious, and super affordable. That is definitely speaking my language. All right, here we go. Let's start talking. I was on your website kind of uh, looking around behind the scenes, and I thought this would be a really great place for us to start. So You shared that you had an aunt who had multiple amputations, passed away from type 2 diabetes, your grandfather died of heart attack, uh, heart issues. Uh, you had a 40-year-old uncle who had a heart attack. So there was a lot going on there in the family history. And I believe if this is correct, it was somewhere in about your 15 years in your journey of plant-based eating. But every time you'd suggest to a family member, like, hey, there's, there's a better way of doing this, they'd always say, it's too expensive. And I think for so many of us we can really relate to that right now. The price of food is just you know crazy and it's it's really making it hard for people, especially those who are on a budget. So you know what what what's the pushback about um, eating healthier? Does it just come down to to money or is there there's something else going on there?
1: I think it's a lack of education. And a lot of people are familiar with the low prices of top ramen and mac and cheese, but they have not really spent a lot of time putting together a meal plan that has nourishing food on it. And that is really looking critically at what they're spending overall when it's cost per serving per family member. And when you're doing that kind of work, you're going to realize that, Making a big batch of chili, for example, is going to be a lot cheaper than buying a bunch of packages of Hamburger Helper or something like that. It's going to stretch further throughout the week, and it's also going to nourish better with a lot more variety in the plants that you're eating.
0: So when you were kind of in this time period where a lot of your family members were having these these health issues issues. Uh, you know, was that really the the impetus for you to decide? You know, there's there's got to be a better way, and you know, let me look into what I'm eating and how I'm eating and see if you know maybe I can change the trajectory of of my family history. It
1: started earlier for me. I was running track and I was getting sick to my stomach all the time. And it was a coach who suggested cutting back on red meat and a lot of processed foods and specifically fast food, which was something that I ate very often. There was a Taco Bell right across the street from my school. And I had never thought about how the food that I was eating was impacting my physical wellness and my performance as an athlete. It was all about how it tasted, how it made my belly full. And that was pretty much it. And so it was the first time that I began to think about food and what it can do for me and how it can work for me and how it can lead me to feel in the future. And so I had already been plant-based for a A chunk of time before my family started experiencing very severe health issues. And I remember going to the hospital to visit my uncle after he had had a surgery. He was only 40 years old. And he was talking about the changes he was going to make. And he was talking about creating healthier marinades for when he barbecues. And It just made me feel like, oh, man, like this is rough. I really want to be kind and compassionate. So how can I provide resources that show people that there are healthier alternatives and that are going to be affordable and accessible and not make it so that you have to shop at a different grocery store that is a co-op or a Whole Foods? So uh, that is what I've spent the past six. Uh, 11 years now doing?
0: I feel like when you go to the grocery store and especially you look at like the, the fresh produce and things like that, you know, I mean, in my brain, it's like, okay, I know all of this is better for me and it's going to be a lot healthier if I eat the produce. But then you look at the prices and it's like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> you know, you could get to $100 in your in your grocery cart like super fast. I'm just always amazed at how that happens. But I thought let's take a little bit of a step backwards and and really explain for everyone listening what does it mean to be plant based? Like what does that look like in your diet?
1: It is uh, you're going to receive varied opinions depending on who you ask. There are people who consider themselves plant based who eat eighty percent plants and twenty percent animal products, or maybe ninety percent uh, plants and ten percent. Animal products. I personally think it's anything that is made from a plant. And then there's the other side of the spectrum who calls plant based, which is more whole foods, plant based, very, very limited processed foods, if any, plus a limitation on oil, sugar, and salt. And a lot of people who eat that way are recovering from type 2 diabetes, they're recovering from heart disease, and are trying to make a very serious impact
0: on their health. So they're more strict. So yeah, talk to me a little bit about the science behind plant-based. Like, you know, how does it, this may seem like an obvious question, but how does it help us be healthier? Because you know, when we're when we're talking in terms of money, Uh, We're not just talking in terms of of what we're buying, you know, in terms of eating, but we're also looking at our bodies and healthcare and, you know, all of those things that can go wrong that can cost you more money down the line even. So I'm really curious, like, the the science behind plant-based.
1: I know because I've chatted with a lot of different experts in this field and I'll, I'm happy to recommend them for people who are interested in a more comprehensive view on health, but eating a variety of different foods, uh, that are mostly plants will help you. And the evidence is there. I was recently chatting with someone who came out with a book, uh, I think, uh, Three months ago, about the longest living communities in these areas called the blue zones, and they're eating a predominantly plant based diet. Some people are still eating meat, but it's so, so limited. And the diversity of plants is what is helping them extend their lifespan. And it's also making them think clearer and avoid dementia and have better gut health with less problems. digesting and with <laughs> constipation. And so there are so many different benefits. And my favorite of them is saving money.
0: <laughs> that is a really strong reason. But also <laughs> the reasons that you talk about like just being clear of mind. Um I was reading a, a book. I can't remember the name of it right now, but I will I will find it and link in the show notes. But I was reading a book that was talking about the power of your of your diet and and what you put in your body, and it was really pro plant based eating. And it was even saying, you know, if you incorporated just you know one plant based meal in um, mm-hmm. a week, or just you know you started kind of small down down that uh, down that lane, um, you know, not only could you could you save money, but also you might start noticing some differences in your body, and that those were like really compelling. And then it linked this. You know, not only saving money, plant based, but also the things you're talking about, like thinking clear and how that can help you, like better in your career and you know, earn more money that way. And it was just, it was really interesting to think about food in that way because, you know, I even get you know very guilty of sometimes I'm like oh my gosh I'm just so hungry like what can I get my hands on that I can like put in my mouth and then you know afterwards I'm like oh I don't I don't feel so good or or I have a little bit of a brain fog or maybe maybe I'm not even aware of what's going on with my body and so I think it's it's really interesting to start thinking about really the power of like of what you eat.
1: Definitely. And I felt that immediately. So I mentioned my coach suggested I stop eating these specific types of food. I listened. I began to recover faster as an athlete. I um, only made very gradual changes in the beginning. I was still living with my parents and they were so dramatic about not (laughs) eating red meat, like simply not eating red meat. And so it was a very slow, gradual. progress for me. And I recommend that. It worked so well for me and I didn't beat myself up. I try to not attach shame to my food choices ever. And if I decide on purpose or if I eat something on accident to sway from my goals, that's okay because the next meal you can choose a plant-based meal again. And so it's not all or nothing. It's not the January let's be 100% different than we were yesterday in December. And I feel like those patterns set you up for failure. And if you want to go the distance and take on a lifestyle change, it's going to be easier if it's slow and gradual and you bring your family on board and not be forceful about it.
0: Yeah, that's that's key, right? I I like this idea of going gradual into it because I feel like when we do anything in life where we're just a hundred percent in, we end up, you know, falling off the treadmill, so to speak. And so, you know, I think especially with food, kind of inching into things. And I want to get into some of the recipes because I'm a foodie and I I love food. And you've got so many amazing. Recipes in this new cookbook, but before we do, you know, I want to talk about some of uh, some of your favorite, you know, budget conscious foods that you think we should all have as like just pantry staples that can really help us save money. You know, especially when we're we're working and like we just don't have a lot of time to think about meals.
1: I know that so many people are concerned about food prices right now. You mentioned it earlier at the top of the episode. And I was recently reading some consumer index reports on the, the prices of rising, of, of rising ingredients, rising prices of ingredients. And I saw that there are huge jumps in things like eggs. Eggs were fifty-five point four percent higher in this February during February 2023 to February 2022. And meat. It's another huge jump. But there are some ingredients that have remained very neutral, like potatoes and pasta, just straight up pasta, uh oats and onions. And uh, I've also noticed dried beans, if dried beans have risen in price for dried beans, it's been about 10% per pound, sorry, 10 cents per, 10 cents per pound. <laughs> That's and, a pound. Uh,
0: story. <laughs> yes,
1: 10 cents per pound. And these are ingredients that last a long time in the pantry or on your counter. And they really stretch like those beans, for example, they're going to be, we'll say at the high end, $1.50 per pound, but then they're going to expand times three. And you could use those in a pasta dish or a soup or a burrito or a wrap. There are so many options and that is a much cheaper and healthier protein than beef, for example.
0: It's funny because the conventional wisdom is that we need to have meat in our diet for for protein in order to you know fuel our bodies and so it's I think it's still so hard for so many of us to think that you know something like eating beans can give us enough nutrients that that we need but I would imagine there's a lot of um, myths around plant-based, eating and a lot of like misconceptions. I was wondering if you could walk through some of them.
1: One of the main things that I hear about all the time which confuses me is the protein myth. And I was recently reading The Fiber Fueled Cookbook. It's a new cookbook that came out, but it's it's a follow-up to the uh, to a book called Fiber Fueled, and he was talking about how Although people are concerned about protein, they're very rarely concerned about fiber. And the reality is, is that the majority of people in the United States have a fiber deficiency and very few people have a protein deficiency. And so we really should be worried about intaking more fiber and that'll make us sleep better. It'll again, make our brains better. It'll Make going to the bathroom easier, <laughs> and so uh, I I'm always a little bit confused about the the protein since nobody's really thinking about the deficiency that, deficiency that we have with fiber.
0: That's really fascinating. I haven't I haven't thought about that. And I guess if we're coming back to plants, plants have a lot of fiber, mm-hmm. right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Other things that I hear that. I have spent a lot of time ty- trying to debunk are that fast food is cheaper and going through the dollar menu go- ordering from the dollar menu is going to be cheaper overall that is just not true especially if you are planning a week's worth of food instead of just meal by meal, because then you can stretch your ingredients and make sure that you are buying things that are going to complement other recipes as well. Instead of buying stuff for pasta and then buying stuff for an Asian stir fry, you're, you're going to think about it to use up 100% of the ingredients throughout the week. Uh, another thing is that uh, you have to have a lot of money I have spent so much time trying to dispel this myth and it's hard. One time I even heard my own brother, my own brother saying this nonsense and I looked at him with a death stare and like, do you know who I am? Like, what? why are you saying this in front of me? Uh, and so uh, just trying to break that and teach people, give the resources to understand that it is not true. And that because you may be in a hardship financially, it does not sentence you to poor health and poor food choices.
0: All right. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsors who make this show possible. And when we come back, Tony is going to be sharing some of her favorite grocery store savings hacks. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com/etm. That's m-o-n-a-r-c-h m-o-n-e-y.com/etm for your extended 30-day free trial. I honestly would use Ernan in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied. Or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. Welcome back. I am Shauna and Tony is here sharing her favorite plant-based eating on a budget tips. Let's keep talking. All right. So we we've debunked that myth. So walk us through like what are some of the ways that, you know, we can we can save money at the grocery store or um we can we can afford to have a plant-based diet, especially if we're living, you know, paycheck to paycheck, or there just isn't a lot of extra money there.
1: I started Plant Based on a Budget with recipes. And it wasn't until I heard from a lot of people saying, recipes aren't enough. I need something that is going to be a more comprehensive plan to help me make sure I'm using up all the ingredients and to help think beyond the one meal. And so I started putting together these Plant Based on a Budget meal plans that I have up for free on plantbasedonabudget.com. And I... When I wrote them, I said, I will show you how to eat for a week for $25 of a food budget. Now I say it's $35. And what we're doing is we are focusing on very simple whole foods, beans, rice, oats. Um, We're looking at, again, those pasta dishes, big soups, chilies, things like that. And the way I wrote them is that for breakfast, you're doing overnight oats, you're doing smoothies, you have muffins that you can bake in advance and eat throughout the work week. For lunch, you're taking leftovers. And at dinner, you're making these big batches. And what I love about those big batches of food is that you can really make them plain on day one. And then change them up throughout the work week simply by adding lemon juice or sriracha or different spices or adding in some whatever
0: different flavoring.
1: <laughs> yes, adding in some spinach or edamame or something else to change the textures and flavors throughout the work week. And that is going to prevent you from hating the thing that you make at the beginning of the week. And I cannot talk about meal planning enough. Meal planning has saved me from being without a home. I swear by it. I was in a massive, a massive amount of debt. I was living paycheck to paycheck. I had food at the very bottom of the list of priorities, so I totally understand. And being thoughtful about how I was buying food saved me a ton of money. And using the things that I had, building off of what is already in my pantry... So that I don't have to go spend a ton on groceries that are entirely new, has been s- so important in my life.
0: So, talk to me a little bit about meal planning for those who maybe have tried it and it hasn't worked, or even those that that do do meal planning. You know, what's sort of the secret to doing it in you know an efficient and budget friendly way?
1: First, again, start by using what you have. Don't try to print out new recipes and buy all new ingredients. I think what happens for a lot of people is that they overthink, overplan and watch these videos on TikTok with bento boxes and need to go and buy all the cute stuff. That's not what you need to do. When I think of meal planning, I think of using what you have, creating a simple grocery shopping list and not needing to stock your pantry or your or your refrigerator with so much. I know that for me, I have this attachment to food and I want to always have so much of it. And I think I was listening to one of your episodes about uh, the stuff of our family being brought into the way we think about money and the way we think about how we want to be and we don't even realize that it's like four generations back that has taught us the way we are. So I really I feel like I'm like that with food and I feel more comfortable when I stock my refrigerator with all this stuff that it's probably gonna expire. And if I can rid myself of all of that, which I have it makes it so that I'm not tossing my hard-earned cash in the trash when I'm throwing away that spinach I didn't get to or that cilantro that I didn't use. So again, not stocking your refrigerator with things you don't need. Only buy what you need. Stick to that grocery, st- grocery shopping list. And when you get to the grocery store, you have to stay disciplined because the grocery store is designed to get you to spend money. When you go there, they're going to be big giant signs and end caps with sales and the register has all these goodies and there are new products that you haven't seen with gorgeous marketing. That is all designed to get you to spend. A lot of that is paid placement. And so you're going to have to go to the aisle of, we'll say the tomato sauce. If you're looking for tomato sauce, don't get the hunts thing. That's right when you walk in, that's on sale. The cheaper option is likely going to be somewhere on the bottom or way at the top. It's going to be the store brand, and you're going to check the price per ounce to make sure that you are getting the best deal. Because at eye level, that's also paid placement.
0: It's so sneaky. It's, you know, we're going in to buy food to nourish our bodies and to think that it's just like a giant um, sales tactic. You know, it really takes all of these kind of tips I think and thinking about things um and looking you know like the, the tips you were just given because I know that I easily fall prey to uh like ooh look at this or oh this is on display or or you know I'll go I'll I want some ice cream and I'm I'm always like trying to find something that is somewhat affordable but sometimes I'm just like ah I deserve it I'm just going to get the you know whatever it is and and then, yes. you know, I go to check out and I'm like, oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> and some, some other tips at the grocery store once you're there. I like to buy in bulk. I have done price comparisons of items in bulk versus single serving, we'll say, oatmeal If you're going to make your own oatmeal using oats in the bulk section, it's going to be so much cheaper than even buying the package of oats or the single, definitely over the single serving of oats. And um, also, I know people have a negative association with couponing, I know I also had that negative association with couponing. My parents would roll up to the register with an accordion (laughs) folder and like hold up the line and dig through everything. So I get it. But now it's really discreet. All you do is digitally clip them and scan your barcode. And it's a much easier, more discreet process that doesn't make everybody behind you upset. And, And I think we have forgotten about it. A lot of people have not thought, oh, let me put my coupons. And there are rebate apps like Ibotta and RetailMeNot and uh, Rakuten and a few others as well that give you money back. I have saved, I was just looking at my Ibotta. I have received $2,500 back since I downloaded the app maybe five, like seven years ago. That's a pretty good
0: return. Yeah.
1: That's so much money to save on things that I'm already buying and you can connect them. So if you're a Walmart plus shopper or a a Sprouts shopper, you can connect them so that they automatically pull when you're scanning your barcode and they make it so easy to save.
0: We'll be right back with more of Tony's plant-based eating tips. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. Welcome back. Tony is here sharing some of her favorite plant based recipes. You're going to love them. So let's keep talking. I always try to teach people something that I learned after looking at hundreds of people's budget and how they spend money. It's this idea that you can, anybody can find money in your bank account, that it's kind of sitting there waiting for you. So utilizing things like you know these shopping apps and you know couponing and and different things and just even to know when you go to the store what you're looking for and and you know not look at the things that are not on your list like all of those things help you shop better and then like you said you twenty five hundred dollars I mean you could turn that into a vacation or or something else and it's just you know you would have already purchased this food like why not get something something back for it. Exactly. I remember I went to a
1: it was a blogger conference of all places and there was a a lady giving a presentation on building your wealth beyond blogging. So if you have money coming in, what do you do with it? And I had always thought about investments as something that really rich people do and she was explaining that you can go into your bank account, try to save 50 bucks What can you cut out? Can you cut out Audible? Can you cut out Netflix? What can you scrap for a short period of time, even and use that money? Maybe take up a side hustle and double that and start investing $50 per month. And that was just on an unused Audible account before. And now you're able to grow that money. And she did the lifespan of a 35 year old woman and how by the time she was 65, she was able to comfortably retire, and even though she was living paycheck to paycheck at that time. So it's so cool when you think about the ways you can find money and have that money work for you, what your life can look like down the line.
0: So I want to talk about some of the recipes in your cookbook. Um, Like I mentioned, I love to cook. (laughs) Um, Actually, one of my favorite things to make is risotto. Um, I, I love to impress people with with my risotto. So if you were coming over to dinner, you'd probably have something like that. But I was I was going through your cookbook, and there are a bunch that really stood out to me. But I, I want to talk about some of your favorites. The first one that I really loved was the customizable pancake mix, mm. and I love this because I mean I don't know who who does not love pancakes. If, if there's somebody listening and you don't love pancakes, I really need to know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this goes back to your thinking about how you could take a mix or something and how you could change it lots of different ways. And maybe especially if you have kids, how you can make it a little bit more interesting. And I think that's what's really fun when you can approach food that way is that you can make things like really customizable. It was
1: something that was really important to me because I learned how to cook through cookbooks. I used to go to the library and check them out. And it never went exactly the way the recipe called it to go. And it was because I was on a tight budget. I had to make swaps. If a spice was really expensive, I would forego it. If Spinach was cheaper than the kale. I would try that instead. And I wanted to give a lot of flexibility. And you can see in my cookbook, the Plant Based on a Budget Quick and Easy Cookbook, that I leave lines available on every recipe for the reader to go in and have the permission and the space to change my recipes using what their kids like, what their spouse likes, what they like, what what their friend's like, whoever you're cooking for, how did you modify the recipe so that you can remember it the next time? And I also gave a lot of tips for swaps and optional additions if your budget allowed for extra ingredients. These are things that I would add in as well.
0: Your cookbook also uh, takes care of one of my big pet peeves with cookbooks. Uh, I have this big pet peeve that that cookbooks sometimes don't include pictures of what the food looks like or is supposed to look like. And I love that you had a picture with every recipe that just like really warmed my heart. Because I think especially for people who are new to cooking, it's good to have, uh, I'm a very visual person. So maybe somebody else just loves the recipe, but I love being able to see what it's actually supposed to look like. Thank you. And
1: I worked with a fantastic photographer who executed my vision so perfectly. One thing that was important is that a lot of my audience, they're new to cooking and are not professional chefs. And I didn't want the food to be so overstyled that when they made the recipe, it looked nothing like (laughs) what it looked like in the picture, which I've been there through my Pinterest fails many times. And, and so all of the food that he, Photographed is mostly
0: a bowl on a white background. Easy enough. I like that. So tell me, like, tell me about some of your favorite favorite recipes.
1: One of my favorite recipes is one called Sopa de Fideo. It's a uh, in the one pot recipe and recipe section and. It reminds me of my childhood. My grandma used to make it. I lived with my grandparents growing up and my grandma would make it for me. And so my attachment to that recipe is one of comfort and expression of love because that's how I think of my grandma and I associate that meal with her embrace and I wanted to share that with people.
0: That's great. I love it when a recipe can remind you of something and, and have sort of this this deep feeling. Uh, and I was also thinking when you're talking, for those who maybe do love fast food, I would imagine there's there's a way that you could make somewhat most everything fast food in some sort of plant-based way and have it be healthier, but sort of mimic that, uh, you know, that idea of, of fast food.
1: What is cool about the internet is that right now, you can have any specific type of preference, and there's someone who is going to show you how to make it the healthier, more affordable, more awesome version. So as someone who grew up with a lot of Mexican food, I have found some great plant-based people who are also doing budget-friendly food who specialize in Mexican food. That's their thing. And there are people who specialize in copycat fast food recipes that are healthier and on a budget. And so if you do a quick Google search or a quick TikTok or Instagram search, you will find your people
0: does it scratch your, your Taco Bell itch? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. I've actually tried my hand at, uh, a a cr- Crunchwrap Supreme and it is a little bit more labor intensive than driving through the drive through, but it is good. And I know what's going in there.
0: So how did you approach what recipes you wanted to, to put in the cookbook? Like how did they, how did the recipes decide they were going to be in there? Well, I tested
1: 140 recipes and 100 (laughs) made them into the cookbook. I worked with 100 recipe testers from all over, and many of them are meat lovers, not just meat eaters. They love their meat. A lot of Midwesterners, people who are feeding very picky children, very picky spouses. And I wanted to make sure that if, if, say mom is vegetarian and no one else is, that sh- she can make the entire family happy or at least not bummed with my <laughs> with my recipes. And so I took feedback in and I took it very seriously. I added their tips and tricks if they had some into the book with, their, with credit to them. I used it to go back to the kitchen. If it was uh, seven, I did a one to ten. Scale And if it was seven or lower, I went back into the kitchen to tweak it with their feedback and then send it back. And it was just so important to me that a diverse group of people of all different types of eaters who shop at either Walmart or Kroger or Whole Foods or wherever could use these recipes and use them affordably.
0: Did you get any feedback from them on... Were they already plant-based eaters or were they kind of new into this plant-based and like did they have any sort of ah ahas about plant-based eating?
1: Majority were meat lovers and they uh, did not have very... Many bad things to say. One of the most harshest critics, though, was my mother in law. She said that something was so inedible that she would not give it to her dogs. She had to put it in the backyard for the insects to eat. And <laughs> uh, I did not have my feelings hurt because I'd rather hear my mother in law tell me than read it in an Amazon review later or have someone invest their money in the ingredients and then have it be a fail. So I, Everybody who said anything to me, I took it with grace and I used their feedback because that's why they were investing their time to help me make this book as good as it is. And, uh, and so lots of meat lovers, I would say I heard only one or two major complaints and I actually threw out one of those recipes and fixed the other.
0: That's pretty harsh criticism coming from coming from the mother-in-law but <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah. You're like, "Yep, yep, that that's pretty on point." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, we'll just leave the mother-in-law here on the side. Um so we we've talked about so much Tony, so I, w- I you know, I would love for you to leave us if, you know, we're interested with plants plant-based eating. We're interested in this idea of of shopping smarter and and saving money and and meal planning, kind of all of this. Like, how do we how do we start? Where do we go from here?
1: You can always reach out to me with any questions. I'm happy to hold your hand along the way, provide you with any support. I can be found at Plant Based on a budget on Instagram. But also remember what I said about progress over perfection, going gradually, going slowly. It's not a competition, nobody's gonna judge you if you eat something that is not within your goal of, of more plant-based eating. and that has helped me so much. I think we beat up ourselves more than any anybody else, and we have such high expectations that are sometimes unattainable. so if you can shed those and give yourself a lot of grace, it will take you far.
0: Tony makes it sound so, so tempting to go totally plant-based, but to be honest, I still love eating meat, so I think I might adopt like a 50-50 eating plan, but I have to say the numbers that she was sharing are really <laughs> convincing, so I'm I'm interested to see if I ate plant-based for a week or even a month, how much money we could save, and also if I felt any different, like if my body felt more energetic, if it just felt more rested, not so bloated, you know, all the stuff that comes along with eating. So if you decide to give it a try, please, please, please send me a message. Let me know how it worked for you. And let me know what your results were. One thing is for sure, though, Tony's cookbook has has made it on my cookbook shelf. There are not a lot of cookbooks that make it there, but her cookbook is so amazing. I'm going to be devouring a lot of her recipes in the upcoming month. So if you want to learn more about Tony, you can go to her website, plantbasedonabudget.com. You can also pick up a copy of her cookbook, Plant Based on a Budget, quick and easy, anywhere books are sold. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend right now, invite them into this whole plant-based eating on a budget journey. As always, you can head to the show notes for all the links to the episode guest, as well as the sponsors who make this show possible. I'll see you back here, my friends, in a few days for a brand new episode.